Hey, good evening. Welcome to episode 22 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jason. I uh, hope you're having a great evening if you're listening to us live. And um, if you're listening to this uh, as a recording via iTunes or Stitcher or Acast, um, well, it's a nice evening and we hope it's a nice evening wherever you are. Uh, I'm joined as usual by the crew. Uh, so first of all, let me introduce uh, Big A, the Mank Geek up north. Uh, Alvin, say what's up. What's up, peeps? And of course, the wrestling kid is here as well, Rich Kid. Rich, say, how you doing, man? Hello there. Wicked, wicked. Yeah, man, so how you been, guys? Yeah, you been up to anything cool this week? Nothing. <laughs> Why do you always wait for me to go first? I don't understand that. <laughs> because well you know because usually when i try to go first he might try to have a go at me but okay listen this is start this is started off already from nothing alvin <laughs> just go first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah sorry your question was what i've been up to uh yeah attack on titan uh boku no hero academia mm-hmm. uh yeah just been chilling and watching shit really and um attack on titan season two has been pretty fucking good so far uh the, the, a massive re- revelation was revealed uh, but they did it in such a way where it was like shocking. Um, but yeah, no, I love that show. It's still fucking great. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Not been gaming much, unfortunately. Haven't got through all of uh, last week's comics, but getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still struggling with Fez, man. I'm I'm like really struggling <laughs> with Fez oh, yeah. back, to the point that I'm quite embarrassed because it's like I'm really finding it difficult. Yeah, there's um, all the hidden the... things in that as well. You'll you'll yeah. you'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to give up yet, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with it. Um, Rich, how about you, man? Doing anything? Uh, I've just been watching. What, what's what I've been? I did American Gods. Was that this week or was that last week? I did American Gods. No, I think I did American Gods last week. Hmm. Um, the first episode. I haven't watched the second episode yet, but I've just been um been watching Sense Eight, which is a like I've just I'm you know I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the Wachowskis and. The work that they do, even like the bad work that that they do, I I like that they try to do something different. This shows is two good seasons in a row, man, which is which is really really good. But yeah, that's what I've been doing, and I haven't even been binge binge watching it either. I've been doing it say like you know maybe two episodes a day, or the last few days has been like one episode a day, make it a bit more and appreciate it. So yes, that's what I've been doing. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, it's good that you brought that up, actually, because um, this week's episode, listeners, we're going to be talking about TV. Um, If you're any kind of geek, then you've probably been spending a lot of time watching TV over the past couple of years. Um, One of the things, if you're of our age, uh, our age group, uh, because Alvin's a bit younger, but uh, if you're of our age group, then you would have noticed, particularly over the last decade, how television has has changed dramatically both in terms of the type of content that we get and the way that we view that content and the way that we enjoy it basically um so nowadays you know for you younger listeners out there who are listening you've got myriad options and various different ways thanks to technology of accessing the latest shows that you want to watch or um you know watching episodes that you've missed and things like that uh, whereas obviously back in our day, it was um, get the VHS out and set that to record. Um, and by the way, I don't know if you two know this, but we, when I had a, a VHS in, in my family home when I was growing up, uh, for those who don't know, VHS is videotape. Um, and if you don't know, then boy, you really are young. <laughs> but um, we had a VHS player. And this is to show you how old this VHS player is. It had a remote control 
that had to be physically plugged in to the player itself in order for it to be used because infrared technology <laughs> wasn't available for the, the public to use at that point. So it was, I think it was um, a Ferguson or something like that, which is, um, again, for listeners who are young, that's a really old British um, electronics manufacturing brand that died out years ago. Um, but yeah, it was a, an old VHS with a kind of plug-in um, remote control. Like, how how old is that? <laughs> like, you plug the remote control physically into the VHS unit in order to control it. So basically, like a wired games console controller. That's that's basically what it was. Um, what's do you not remember like your first TV? Um, you know, having your first TV in your bedroom or or anything like that. And what was it like? Um, compared to the kind of things that you have now. Um, Alvin, what was your first TV like at, at home? Uh, the family TV, it was a, it was a Panasonic. Um, so we had a decent decent brand, as was the, uh, as was the VHS player as well. Um, oh, you lied, yeah, man. Wait, was it a Panasonic? <laughs> was it? No, it was a Philips. I tell a lie. The, the VHS was Panasonic, and the TV was a Philips. That's what it was. I remember that. Uh, we had that thing for, for ages. Like we did not like renew it for a long time, um, and yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I just I remember fond memories of that TV and watching like Gladiators on it and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, that's what we had. Mm -hmm. Rich, how about you? What 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 was your first uh, TV that you bought for yourself? That, that, that I actually bought, or that yeah, I one had. that you actually bought for yourself. So one okay. that that you went out to the shops and said, "Yeah, I need a new TV," and bought a TV for yourself. What was the the first one that you bought? Mine was a Samsung. You know it. You know it, Jay. Samsung. Like, and it, it was, was funny because it was a. You bought for yourself that Samsung one. Yeah, because every every TV I'd had before then was just a TV that used to belong in the living room. Then they got an upgrade. Oh, right, right, right. So you got the hand me downs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Yeah. So like, but physically out there, went out there. And I was like, okay, listen, I'm going to get this. And it was a flat screen TV, not hundred percent flat, but more like a bubble, mm. like half bubble. But the back was fat. It was almost like it played with your like your eyesight because it looked like a flat screen TV, like what we get now. But the back was just fat. It was like a, like a what was it? It was like a truck. It was like you could sit on it and stuff like that. But um, it was a Samsung, and um, and I think it was it was twenty eight inches, and I think I got it for hundred and ninety nine, as part of a deal with a video recorder and. I think a little, a little, I think a little sound system, or just mm. a video recorder. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember getting that. I got it like two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, maybe two thousand. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I remember like buying my first TV. I think it was in, um, it would have been, God, nineteen ninety. Let me think now. Let me think because I I got my first job, uh, which was a weekend job working um at primark so no 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 no, no. sorry so to interrupt you jay not that. primark so interrupt you jay it wasn't primark what was it because we need to remind these people how things have changed it wasn't primark remember wasn't it mark one? Oh yeah it well no, no. <laughs> it was primark yeah yeah back in the day it was called mark one yeah but um yeah when i started there it was primark but literally it's completely unrecognizable from the primark that you know today like the the company has completely changed but um yeah i had a saturday job there and i used to get paid um 
how much was it now a month fee? Well, I think it was about 200 quid a month I used to get paid um, for that. So my, my first paycheck, I went out and I bought a Hitachi TV that had a, a video player built in. Because we used to always um, rent videos from uh, the local video store. We had a, a video store uh, down the road from us called Star Video. Um, and every Friday is like a treat. My mum would let us go and, and rent a, a movie or something like that. So as I got older, I kind of got into, you know, having my own account and, and renting videos from there. Um, so one of the first things I did as soon as I got my first paycheck was like, yep, I'm going to buy myself a combi. TV combi because that's what they called it back then. So <laughs> combis, the, the, the VHS player built inside, so it meant that I could watch like my hentai and I could watch whatever the hell I wanted in peace, <laughs> without interruptions or having to sneak around at night when everybody had gone to bed to put the video in so I could play it. Um, so yeah, it, I, I did that, and that was my first TV, and it was. God, the screen size must have been about the size of my laptop screen now. So about 19 inches, 19, 20 inches, I think it was. Um, and as I said, it had the, the built-in VHS player in it as well. And um, it was an old CRT TV, for those of you listening who remember that technology. Um, mm. It was like, so basically the, the rear of it, as, as Richard said, was like a truck. <laughs> you know, it was, it was enormous. Um, but that, of course, was to house all the, the technology and things like that in there. Um, but it's just funny. It got me, you know, thinking about kind of how much television has changed, both in a technological sense and in a way people's habits have changed and how things have um, rapidly changed, especially in the last, it seems almost in the last five or six years, there have just been leaps and bounds in terms of um, the pace of technology and what it can do to change the way that we watch TV. Um, you know, now you look at some TV shows, uh, you know, the likes of Game of Thrones and um, American Gods, which we'll get on to and things like that, which production values are so high in terms of like what they're capable of, of delivering on the small screen um, that they rival movies. Um, and TV shows have, have started to do that as well in terms of their, their ability to tell these grand stories. Um, but tell them in a way that, that works within the TV medium. Whereas in the past, some of these stories would have been like, no, you've got to chop that down to two and a half hours and make it a movie. Um, now it's it's very, you know, very, very acceptable to tell a lengthy story um, with high production values, but do it in a TV and things like that, you know. Um, you now have things like, you know, Netflix and Shaw becoming part of the popular culture and, and, and popular vocabulary for people who, who watch TV as well. Um, and, you know, as little as five years ago, Netflix and chill, what the hell was that? Like, but, you know, now that's a thing. You can say Netflix and chill to, to anybody, um, almost anybody around the world, and they know what you're talking about. So, um, you know, the landscape for, for television has changed. Uh, so, guys, I, I wanted to start off by asking the both of you, like, have you observed how your your kind of TV viewing habits have changed over the last five years in any way? And what have been sort of the dramatic differences? And and have they been good things or bad things um, with those changes? So I'll start with uh, you, Richard. Um, yeah, I've I've actually, I actually don't watch as much TV as I used to. You know, um, it's weird. Like I don't, you know, like you. I don't know if you if you if if this how it was for you back in, in the day, Jay, but in like you'd come home and like you'd have your set programs that you would watch. Remember, we only had like four channels for X amount of time. Mm. 
six. We got like the fifth channel, and then but you know obviously if you had cable, you had Sky, then you were blessed. But you'd come home and you'd sit down, you'd watch TV, and you'd watch like a block set from like seven thirty, eleven thirty. You might jump between one channel to the next, but you literally just sit down. Now I don't even do that anymore. Like I just you know because like now you're able to download or you're able to stream things. TV might always be on, necessarily be watching. Pardon me, might not even necessarily be watching it. So, mm-hmm. so mine has changed like, like, yeah, ridiculously, man. Like now is in my household, it's usually just um, a music channel channel on in the background, mm-hmm. noise, until you know maybe a channel is on or like you said, because you can now watch things on demand. Mm-hmm. So if you missed the TV show from yesterday, mm-hmm. it, it's there. So yeah, so I mean, I mean, it's. It's it's become so easy that I think it's even somewhat taken taken the fun out of watching TV, somewhat so to speak. Like like I remember like sit you used to be able to sit down and like like you'd have your moments of family time watching a particular program. It's not that so much that anymore because everything is so accessible. Mm. So that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I'm not sure if it's necessarily taken the fun out. I think what mm. technology has done is changed the way that people do things. Because what I um, noticed over the last five years in particular is that people have almost like these streaming parties now, where when mm. a, a, you know a big show is being released um, or a big web series is being released on, on one of the um, streaming platforms, people will actually invite other people around to their house they might cook they might you know um bring food around with them or order a takeaway and they'll sit there and they'll watch you know the shows and then talk about the shows um and that's something that i've seen you know change a lot and i think some families do that now as well i mean granted there isn't a a hell of a lot of uh necessarily a hell of a lot of, of of content that that families can watch together in a sense that you know everybody from the young child to the adults can watch together but you know it's there's still that i think that thing is still there it's just kind of changed in the way from where um we used to kind of schedule our day around it you know um because there was a live broadcast on of of, of some show that we all wanted to watch at eight o'clock so we'd all kind of schedule our days around that and then the family would convene in the living room and watch that show um you know nowadays it's as as you said because we can download things stream things it's it's different it's not you know there's there's no need to do that anymore really but it's interesting yeah it's interesting so alvin i mean you you, out of the three of us i think you're somebody who who really does a lot of of kind of streaming and, and downloading in terms of um watching your tv shows and things like that is there anything now that you can think of that you actually watch live anymore uh, as in like switch on a tv to to watch a live broadcast of it or is it pretty much everything you watch via um web services and, and streaming services now um yeah i mean there's there are a few things that i still kind of just tune in and uh kind of watch when they're actually on uh embarrassingly some of it is just really trashy reality tv uh that i i just need to have just so i can say i'm better than those people although they're richer than me but like I do watch, um, I do watch Doctor Who. Like obviously when it's uh, when it's on when it's broadcast, just just to avoid spoilers. Um, other than that, I, you know what? I can't really think of a um, oh Game of Thrones as well. I watch. Um, I usually watch that. I usually watch the premiere of that when it's broadcasting in America when it's on Sky Atlantic uh, at the same time. Um, and I'll watch kind of like the the last episode 
also uh, when it's broadcast in America as well, because they they show they show the whole season at the same time now, and then they show it the next day at nine pm. Um, but up, other than that, I, I can't think of that many things where I go, oh, I must watch this at this time. Uh, I think a lot of that catch up has kind of changed everything as well, because it's now you know you don't have to do the whole VHS thing, or you don't have to do you don't even have to Sky Plus it. You can just go fuck it. I'll watch it online later. And that's it, it's sorted. Um, so to be honest, I actually don't know why I still pay for Sky. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like I literally, yeah. I don't, like most of the stuff I watch on it, you, well, you can either find online legally or you can find online by other means. So uh, I don't really know if there's a point. I, I think I just have it just to have it just because mm. it's easy, to be honest. That was actually going to be my next question to you both as well, because I found um, recently at, at home that I'm, watching increasingly less and less um television via the satellite tv provider sky um for those of you who not from the uk who are listening sky is is the the biggest um cable tv provider i guess you described them as uh, in the uk and um they had a, a a long period where they were very dominant in the marketplace and they still are i mean technically they you know the company is still the biggest choice for, for people throughout the UK for um, alternative TV viewing aside from, you know, the traditional terrestrial broadcast via the five terrestrial channels that, that we traditionally had and, and, and the other channels that have been added on um, since the Freeview revolution. But, um, you know, Sky has, has become less and less relevant in, in my household. Um, I think I generally turn on the TV in the morning to watch the news while I'm getting ready for work. Um, so I can keep an eye on what's going on in the world and that's it um, you know our living room skybox can go days weeks without being turned on because we can access anything we want to watch um, via the internet now and via catch-up services and, and, and web services so um, yeah the question I was going to ask was was basically has does you know traditional kind of means of television still play any part um Alvin kind of answered that I guess so uh, same question to you Rich does um you know do traditional sky tv pay any role for you because I know you've slowly started to to move away from that as well so um is it still playing any part in in your day to day no not really I mean if it is like I said if it's a music it might be a music channel playing in the background channel then it's usually some form of like children's channel when luke is watching tv and then like you said like then i might you know it might be like for, for certain things so game of thrones walking dead but um yeah it's like that it's it's just doesn't really play a part in my life anymore it's like it's just there it's almost like um like a you know like a piece of furniture that you don't want to get rid of that's what it's like. Like, I mean, we, we've had discussions about getting rid of Sky. And I'm like, no, no, you don't take, you don't get rid of my Sky. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, but what do you watch? I, I watch, I watch the square thing. What, the TV? Yeah. What do you watch in it? The, the images, the things that move. Is there a show that you watch in particular? No. So let's get rid of it. No, but I don't want it. Like, I, I throw a proper fucking proper shop. When we got rid of like the children's, um, like Sky Disney, things like Rebels and like Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, man, I was vexed. I'm not going to lie. I was angry, man. And then obviously <laughs> I went to like the whole streaming and downloading stuff. But um, yeah, like what Alvin said, I think that the TV now is just, it's just, it's just there. That's just, it's 
just some, it's like an extra thing there. It's like, it's like an extra added app on your phone that you might use once in a while. Mm. But I'm sorry, mm. but yeah, but you know, you're talking about the Netflix and show. Like I said, I'm going to um, talk about this is how old me and Jay are. Jay, if you think about it, we never had Netflix and chill, but you know what we did have? We had to want to come over and watch a DVD. Do you remember that talk there? Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> you remember but, that talk? I mean, it, it's just, yeah, I mean, no, that's very true. That's very true. But I mean, it was more, I guess my point was more how, because um, I guess we can start transitioning into like the, the second part of the question, which was going to be, you know, how have individual companies changed the way that you view? But I guess it's more the fact that it's not even a technology anymore. It's not even like you say, do you want to come over and stream something at my house? Like Netflix mm-hmm. as a company, they must be, you know, they, they're whoever the owner of that company is. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I do remember, but uh, well, I do know his name, but I can't remember. But he he must be rolling on the floor laughing because his company name has got so much free publicity from people um, mm. out of this mm. Netflix and chill thing. Like so much, you know, Netflix has, has almost become synonymous with streaming even though there are uh, uh, multiple options um, out there for for whatever it is you want to do, you know, whether that be movies, TV, sports, you know, documentaries, religious stuff, whatever. um, Netflix has, his name has has become synonymous with this activity, you know. Um, You hear people saying all the time, oh, you know, you you might tell them about a TV show and they'll go, oh, is it on Netflix? Oh, or Mm. I'll Netflix it, you know. Mm. Um, even though that that particular show is not on Netflix, that that it's become a part of of culture now, um, that that people kind of you know, people kind of add into to, to the culture mm. and, and into the language. Um, so yeah, it just to me, I've just found that stuff fascinating. How it's just kind of changed the way everybody um, seems to interact with with the stuff that they like to watch. So yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy to see, but yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, what what are some of like you lot's favorite um, streaming channels at the moment? Um, and we'll stick to legal ones for now. But um, yeah, you know, so in terms of like the the things that you find you're using on a day to day basis, um, what specific channels or, or specific company services are are you using more often? Um, Rich, you can go first. Uh, like you said, man, like Netflix, like mm-hmm. I think they've they've got it. Like they've cornered the market. That's your that's your go to. Like I think when the internet goes down, those are probably like for me. Those are the two things that go through my head. Stuff or look up random nonsense on Wikipedia, and I'm not going to be able to watch Netflix. That's that's mm-hmm. what it is. So yeah, it's it's basically Netflix the first thing I go to, and then if I can't find something on Netflix, or if I want to try and you know you know, I might go to Amazon start getting into that hole you know like now i've got too much choice and then like before you know it you, you're searching for something to watch for about an hour before you make up your mind and then it's bedtime mm. but um but yeah but netflix is, <laughs> is my main is my main go-to that i used to stream and and watch you know whether it be tv shows or or, or films mm-hmm. we'll come back to what you said about um amazon because that that was going to be one of my later questions which is what is some of the downsides of of having what we have at the moment but um mm. alvin yeah for you uh what what's kind of your go-to's really well i, I can't i can't really answer the question in it because i'm a bit dodgy in it but um <laughs> <laughs> but i will say this though like if there was a, a streaming service 
that also offered live TV as well. Really, just mm. I'll get it tomorrow. Like through the internet, not through no shitty skybox or anything like that. And it was cheap as well. I fucking get it right away because then you got the best of both worlds, innit? You can choose. You can tune into live stuff, and then you can also mm. kind of like watch streaming stuff. I'd like to see like Amazon or um or Netflix do that at some point because that that's it's just nice to have then because then you've like I said you got the best of both worlds and that. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of Amazon stuff uh, and I've used Amazon like properly before in the past. Um, I wasn't too keen on the UI um, for it. It, it. it does seem like a bit... Um, it's not easy to see what's what's out there, what's on there, you know what I mean, in, in each of the categories. That's how I found it anyway. Um, but other than that, now nah, you know what? I don't use those services in the past, like, they're fine, you know what I mean? They do the job well. Mm. And it's, it's like um, quality street, innit? You know what I mean? You just, you just pick what you fucking like and just watch mm. it and that's it. It's that easy. It's literally that easy. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that the greatest kind of thing that streaming has, has brought to us is convenience now we can access things so easily i mean um the amount of times i i notice on my morning commute into work people you know catching up with tv shows on their phone or on their tablet or something like that um is is just crazy you know it, it's so easy whereas as I said you know as little as five, ten years ago, that, that might have been problematic. But now it's, you know, the technology is at our finger, fingertips to, to do all of these things. And it means we never have to, to feel like we've missed a, a show or, you know, you can't get involved in the discussions that people are having around the TV show that was broadcast last night because you missed it. So you've got to wait till you get home and then watch it on your, you know, on your um, VHS or your DVD or, or your hard drive or whatever. And you, you don't even have to do that now. Now you can just get an app on your phone or your tablet and away you go um you know and catch up with everything when you want on the train so um yeah you know it's it's amazing the way that it the pace of technology has kind of changed these things and um has opened so many doors for for us to do um all of these things as well so yeah man it's 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 crazy and it looks like it's here to stay because as said you know the the pace of technology is not slowing down so it looks like we're we're in for the long haul now, um, us three being geeks, of course, we consume a lot of uh, stuff that's based around sci-fi and comic books and things like that. Well, comic books in, in particular, I guess, although, I, no, I, I technically say, what, would you say, guys, maybe 50-50, like, sort of comic books as opposed to sci-fi and fantasy and things like that? Or um, would you say it's more kind of comic book related stuff that we're, you're watching at the moment? Um, Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think just because of um, obviously the big comic book boom that that there's been mm. over the last like five years or what have you, like yeah, I pretty I, I watch like a lot of comic book related stuff, uh, a lot of comic book related shows. Sci-fi wise, uh, I'm, it's it's not like how it used to be. Uh, I think the kind of like the comic book stuff has kind of swooped in and uh, and taken over some of that some of that area, um, but. Now, pretty much thinking of sci-fi shows that I watch right now, like just true and true, like sci-fi, just Doctor Who. I'm about to watch The Expanse like this summer, uh, and I used to watch Continuum uh, when that was on, mm. and Fringe. But yeah, they'll, 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 this is this is going back. So mm. yeah, right now as it stands, it's it's literally only Doctor Who. Mm. Mm. Uh, Rich, how about you, man? Um, would you say it's about half and half, sort of comic book stuff? as opposed to sci-fi stuff or or is it about um or is there more leaning one towards the other i i think like it's like i haven't said with the comic book boom 
but it just depends at any given moment, at, at any given time. Um, like, I remember there was a point, like, when I was, like, just killing the comic book shows. Like, there was, like, Arrow, then there was Flash. Mm. And then, uh, and you know, then there was, like, like Daredevil and, you know, Luke Cage and stuff like that. But um, mine's just a mixture. I don't think I, I'm even, I don't even watch that much comic book stuff. Really. Like, I don't watch, uh, for someone who, who reads comic books as well, I mean, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't watch Arrow or Flash anymore. It's only, like, a, a few. And as for the sci-fi, I mean... I think the last sci-fi thing that I, I was watching was Sense Eight, and before that, I couldn't even tell you. It's just a mishmash, mm. but it's somehow in one way like, you know, maybe something geeky. Mm. But um, yeah, mine, mine's just more of a mishmash. Whereas, like, you know, back in the day, it would be like that's all I would watch. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that you guys have um, would say you started to watch or have watched, um, you know, at any point? Uh, that you probably previously wouldn't have watched if it wasn't for the fact that you're able to access what you what you're after um so simply so um for example i mean do like i'm uh, i've always been like a big fan of documentaries and things like that so i love documentaries um because i've always loved learning um and i find i'm watching documentaries about all kinds of things now because i'm able to just stream it instantly um whereas you know in the past as much as I love them, I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, schedule my day around like something that was being broadcast um, on TV, uh, you know, about wildlife in Borneo or something like that. Um, whereas now, because it's all in one place on the via the internet and via the streaming apps, I can basically get what I want when I want. Um, so for you two, have you found that you've picked up anything more or, or less because of the, the way that um, we're able to watch TV shows now? Um, Alvin, you can go first. Um, because of uh, the likes of Crunchyroll, uh, probably more anime. Because uh, before that, I couldn't. Like, you'd have to just go on, like um, you'd have to just get a DVD box set, and you know, hope that someone like suggesting something to you, and it and it turns out to be good and and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Crunchyroll has. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have watched uh, Attack on Titan when it first uh, when it first started. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely the anime stuff. Yeah, because they've got a lot of stuff on there. So, and you can be a free user and watch stuff for free. Uh, it's just ads that they'll have like throughout the show and that, like a couple of ads. Um, but yeah, no, definitely anime. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of really anything else because I'm quite set in my ways. So I, I kind of know what it's talking, like, what stuff I kind of like and that. But, but yeah, like I said, it's definitely because we don't really have that much anime on TV in the UK. I can't think of a single channel that shows any apart from the kids' channel showing Pokemon or Naruto back in the day and that. So, like, yeah, man, that's that's definitely been a good and crunchy role. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Rich, how about you? Is as your have you started watching things that you wouldn't necessarily have watched in the past because you've got access to streaming now? Um, no, not really, because I've I've always liked all types of, of of TV and things like that. And obviously, like with the boy, like you know, I I got to pick and choose what I can and can't watch sometimes as well. Um, but I tell you one thing. I, or one one genre that I never I've never really been into, but I've got into. But if we're talking about this like this new age of like being able to get TV shows whenever you want, Game of Thrones, I've never actually been a fan of like any form of fantasy. Like yeah. I like sci-fi and I like comic book and geeky stuff, but that genre of like dragons and knights and things like that never so really did anything like for me. Heroic fantasy kind of. I, can, yeah, I yeah. can tell you as to why that yeah. is as well. Why? Why? Because it was cheap. 
all that shit used to be so cheap. All that shit was like just in a field. Whereas headphones has the production value in it. It's got the epicness. Yeah. yeah. Although, although I won't, I won't knock it. I mean, back in the day, I was a Xena and Hercules. Yeah, guy. yeah. Obviously, it's standard, isn't it? Yeah, 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 God. yeah. <laughs> But like, most yeah, of those other shows were just like, nah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, they, yeah, probably because they were cheap. But yeah, but um, I think that's probably the, the only thing that's been added. I'm like, oh, okay. I never, I would never watch this back in the day. But, um, but yeah. Cool, cool. Because I've, right. I've, I've always been fans of documentaries. So yeah. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, um, I'm going to throw you a lot on the spot now. Um, so here we go. <laughs> as we're all geeks, as you know, listeners, um, we're going to try and rank our top five favorite comic book tv shows um so you guys have you got any ideas of what you'd put in your top five um and you can do it in reverse order or you could start with uh number one to number five if you like um but i'm going to throw this one out to you richard first so uh you got any ideas i i've got a top three okay you can give me your top three that's cool okay cool okay so this this will be in this order right Incredible Hulk, 1970s TV oh, show. Sick. Like, just perfect. Like, like, just simple and perfect. Every single week, and I think I've mentioned this before, like how I like the simplicity, 70s and 80s TV shows. Whereas, like, they're so simple that it's actually not simple. It's like, God damn it, like, it's the same show every week, but I just love it. And, and, I, and I like that. I like that about the Incredible Hulk, where... Mm. Uh, my my thing that I like, I think a really good story is, like I've always said before, is that if you can take it out of its setting and place it somewhere else, convey that story, then you're then you're onto a winner. And Incredible Hulk, the seventies TV show, is a prime example of that. The, te- the, the Incredible Hulk seventies TV show could have was easily like you know, um, remember the show The Fugitive? Any of you guys um, remember the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember yeah, The Fugitive. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm young and yeah, the, yeah, the fugitive, and it was changed to the film by, by Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was this guy who was on the run, who was trying to clear his name, and every t- every week he ended up going into like another town and helping people who were less fortunate than themselves at expense to you know maybe clearing his name. And that's what the Incredible Hulk was. It was like it was just about a good person who's you know had you know come a bit of a shitty time and he's trying to do the right thing. Just that he happened to change to a big green monster, which scared the fucking life out of me. Um, so yeah, so I mean that was my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two was actually Daredevil Netflix. Cool. Just for the simple for the simple fact that it was just. I mean, don't get me wrong; it has its flaws. Like, like, like you know, like a lot of the if you're talking about the Marvel Netflix TV shows, it has its flaws, obviously. But I think the balance and the realism that was put to it. Good, and. Daredevil, even if you're a fan, you have to take that plan and just say, listen, this guy, this this character is a he's a B-list, C-list act, um, character at best. But um, I think they balanced the things that if you're a fan, they, they balanced the things of like him being a superhero and his, you know, his torment and also his day, you know, his day job of like being a lawyer. They balanced it perfectly. And I remember like when we, when we first watched the first season, Jay, hmm. like Law and Order. But with like you know, but just ha- one of them just happened to be like a, a vigilante superhero with powers, but it just works, and um and I, and I think that's the reason why like I put that for number two, just because it's taking a very very different approach, especially for a TV show and especially for a character that isn't really known, 
and it's and I think it's made some some definitely made some good waves. Three was the Batman. Hold on, was it meant to be like a one for one? Like I do one, then Alvin does one. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. But you don't need to explain like <laughs> too long. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. No, because I was going to say if that brief reason why, yeah, then that's it. Cool. I was going to say because I, I don't really care for Alvin. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> um, but, but the Batman, the Batman 60s TV show, um, just pure royal campiness at its finest. Um, and I think it introduced a lot of people to the Batman character, like, really talk smack about it. But I, I think there's actually nothing wrong with it. And it and it put into place a few things for quite a few villains that have uh, become mainstays in comic book history now and in the films. Um, so, I mean, I could write slips about that all night, but um, like you said, can't talk too much. So, um, yes, for, so for my number three, Batman, the 60s TV show with Adam West and Burt Ward. Cool. Okay. Um, Alvin, how about you, man? Do you got a top five? Uh, you know what? I tried, yeah, but it's fucking difficult because there's a lot out there. Uh, and there's a lot of old stuff like I didn't even think of The Incredible Hulk. Um, but but that's a great show. I know the TV movies for that are great as well. Um, but yeah, uh, number one on my list was Daredevil, just because I expected it to be good. What I got was 10 times better than good. You know what I mean? All the shit that they did, all the fight scenes and all that, and just the story in general, it was just... And grounding it, and doing something grounded in MCU was like... A stroke of genius so yeah daredevil is kind of at number one the rest are all kind of like i didn't quite number them uh but i got legion in there as well uh just because out of all the superhero shows that have like come in the last like however many years this was probably the most different and it was kind of refreshing because it wasn't the same kind of the same kind of stuff it wasn't that generic it was quite different in the way it did pretty much everything uh, which was which was really good. It was also funny in places as well. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the most visually kind of interesting, especially with like scene transitions and whatnot, and the way in which the story is told also. Uh, and then I got uh, Lois and Clark, or as it was called, uh -huh. the Superman over here, just because mm -hmm. when I was a kid, man, on a Saturday, th that was my show, you know what I mean? And even though like most of the time, if I remember correctly, you kind of, sometimes you'd see him fly, right? But when he would go off the fly, it would be like, he'd just jump off camera. And yeah. then you'd hear the whoosh, you know what I mean? It's shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and it, it, was, just, it was just a good show, man. It was just, it, that was a Superman, a goofy Superman show. And it was, I just, I just fucking, I just really fucking enjoyed the show. Uh, and also, I've got in here uh, another Superman-related show, uh, just because I was kind of like, in, at the right age group for it. Uh, and again, they did things like with CGI that no one else was doing on TV in order to tell the story that they were telling. Uh, and that's Smallville. Because, like, I know the, the, like, the later seasons especially aren't that great, but they tried to do a lot of mad stuff and, like, pretty much pulled it off for the time as well. And, you know, without shows like that, you don't get kind of, like, the new CW CPO shows either. Uh, so, yeah, that's on there as well. I didn't get a five. Cool, cool. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, I'll give you, lot briefly my own list. Um... So number five was the Flash. Um, I really, really like enjoy the the Flash. I mean, I haven't, admittedly, I haven't gone like too deep into the the recent season. I, I know it started, and I just haven't caught up with it because there's just too much else going on. But um, I remember that from the first pilot episode, I just, I really just fell in love with um, the 
the the actors really with uh grant gustin um as barry allen i thought was just tremendous um you know i felt the um candice uh, Patton, who plays iris west is just great um she's stunning she's funny she's charming she's just everything um you know cisco is is just brilliant a, a brilliant character as well really funny really relatable um and that's what i liked about the tv series with the flash they, they the flash you know um with dc characters sometimes there's a, this tendency to make them because they are almost godlike beings in terms of the the kind of power that they wield and the way the, the the kind of themes that they have to deal with um they they kind of feel a bit distant sometimes and i've always found it difficult to relate to comic book characters that are distant but um with the flash and particularly with the recent flash tv show they've they've actually made the flash relatable um and i think that's part of, of why that show has been so successful is because they've they've been able to to strip away to a, a bit to the bits of the mythology that are, are kind of you know, really nerdy and, and geeky and, and sort of you in a sweaty basement reading a comic book, nerding out over the, you know, the, the intricacies of the speed force and things like that. Uh, they, they've stripped away with that, uh, all of that. They've, they've boiled it down to, you know, the basics or certainly in the first two seasons, that's what they did. Um, so for me, The Flash is, is my number five. Um, I couldn't come up with a number four because I had to put, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones as joint third because uh, I couldn't separate them on any given day I'll tell you one I find one better than the other and that tends to change from day to day so um, they're there uh, Daredevil is at number two um, I kind of didn't want to put Daredevil number one just purely because the second half of that second season still bugs me a little bit in terms of the way that it's done so um yeah, I, I couldn't quite, but the first season was, I, I thought, was fantastic. Um, so Daredevil is number two. And number one is uh, Batman the Animated Series. Um, because, like, Batman the Animated Series, when I first saw it, was just, like, mind-blowing. Um, you know, the art style uh, that, that Bruce Timm um, used in, with, or was inspired by his artwork... Um, that they used in in the series that that kind of like gothic 1940s feel um, gave it a real sense that it was coming straight from the original detective comics um, on top of that you know you had kevin conroy as the voice of batman who is the one and true batman in my opinion um, <laughs> you know, as far as i'm concerned that's my batman my batman is kevin conroy if you've got a problem with that deal with it but um that show was just terrific you know mark hamill was the joker i mean who who knew mark hamill was going to be the best joker ever like <laughs> who knew that you know until that show came along and then suddenly you you got um you know mark hamill in this show just killing it uh and then on top of that you know they introduced uh razel ghoul they they created harley quinn this character that um you know is now wildly popular around the world that you know you can thank that tv show for for introducing that character to the world um, and just all the things they did with their storytelling and the way that they they did it, it was just, it felt like you were watching um, an adult drama, but in the guise of a children's TV show. Um, so there was enough there to keep kids kind of entertained and things like that. But there was also this undercurrent of, of adult themes in there. Um, and it handled both of those brilliantly. Um, it's just some of the best writing I've seen with on, on TV. So 
yeah, for me, Batman the animated series was was number one. Um, it just like it blew me away i said it blew me away but there's loads of honorable mentions that, that i could go into as well i mean incredible hulk is is definitely one um that would if i was, if this was to be a top 10 then incredible hulk's definitely going on there legion is definitely going on there as well um and a few others that, that i can think of off the top of my head but yeah, man, that's my list. So, listeners, if you have um, a favorite comic book TV show or, or TV shows, how would you rank them? And, and, you know, what do you like? Let us know. Um, I'll tell you how to get in contact with us at the end of the show. But uh, coming back to kind of streaming and, and the way we enjoy our TV and stuff like that. Um, guys, is there any kind of like streaming service that isn't out there right now that you would want to see in the future? um like basically if you had you know the ability to set up your own streaming channel and make your your own your own uh content available to you whenever you wanted like yes, what, what would that look like basically is the question yeah sure so, give me um, alvin to you first what what would you want to kind of stream uh, give, lad, give like, me two seconds i'm just going to disappear for two seconds yeah so karen doing what you're doing yeah, that's fine. Me and Alvin will okay, talk. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, he's, he's going to sort out Luca because Luca's made his uh, evening appearance again. <laughs> so, oh, um, was, yeah. so yeah. Sorry, I was saying, Alvin. What What do you think? Um, you know, what kind of streaming service in an ideal world would you want? Um, is there anywhere where you feel like you know? I wish I could get this more often. I wish I could get that more often. I mean, you mentioned like sort of live TV broadcasts. Yeah being able to be streamed uh, simultaneously so would would that be the the ideal channel for you somewhere where yeah you that would definitely be you want live because yeah because like i was saying earlier it's, it's just the best of both worlds i mean i mean you can watch whatever live crap you need to watch and then select after you're done with that you can select whatever you know what i mean that's that's what i think would be like if you've ever used cody before or a version of it that's kind of like the service that i'd want because mm people who use that if like you've seen the videos online there's like live tv that they can access on there and then they have access to kind of stuff that they could choose that's pretty much the service that i'd want um i'd also probably want some foreign language stuff in there because there's mm. some really good foreign language tv out there that uh well we've either never heard of because obviously it's it's kind of a hard sell i mean i can think of like one or two shows that have been on like channel four that are like mm. uh french shows uh, and what's that one? Wait, what's that one at the crossing? Is oh, that, yeah, is yeah. that like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that, and the original yeah. version of the killing and stuff like that. Um, but there's, there's not that many. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to see like <clears throat> that added just because like, I don't, I don't fucking mind reading the subtitles as long as the story is good. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't fucking read subtitles, I won't fucking complain about it. But yeah, I definitely like some more foreign language stuff, uh, mm -hmm. just because it, it, it's, it's good TV is good TV, no matter what language it's in. So you know yeah 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 no that makes sense um yeah i funny you mentioned foreign language tv because i i was i've been kind of watching on and off a, a tv show from france called braco um which is about oh, yeah. like these cops in um the, the mm. kind of paris ghettos um in the suburbs outside of paris um dealing with uh like corruption um violence drug dealing and things like that and um the show's like been going for quite a few years in france um, and recently the, the episodes have been made available on Netflix now. So oh. I've just started watching a couple of them and the show's really good, like really, really good. And I'm like you, I'm not bothered by like subtitles and things like that. 
Um, one of the things that that really makes me want to punch people in the face, to be quite honest, is when they won't watch something good because they're subtitles. In it. And mm. like, oh, no, I, I don't do subtitles. It's like, what, what are you like how I'm lazy saying that don't do reading yeah like you know like oh it's too much effort to watch people <laughs> yeah. talk on the tv and then read their words oh like mm. you know it just like really really that's too hard for you to do is it um yeah that frustrates the hell out of me sorry listeners but um you know yeah yeah like the, this show braco is is really really good man so yeah i'm down for like plenty of foreign tv i know channel four have started this thing recently um on their online catch-up service uh called walter recommends um where they recommend like kind of um every week they'll put up like a new box set for a foreign tv show um and it's from like literally from places all over the world and apparently some of them have been really good i i haven't watched any of them myself but from what i've heard from other people there's been some really good stuff from like germany from iran from um Spain there, apparently there's like a prison show from Spain that's supposed to be brilliant I've, I've not even seen it yet but um yeah there's loads of stuff out there so I could totally understand why you would want that um Rich you back with us yeah I'm back um uh if you guys are talking about like the the foreign foreign television well, no 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 it was more was kind of like the, the question I wanted to to get to you was, was um basically uh, if you could choose any kind of streaming type service that you wanted what would it look like? So, you know, what would you want more of that you can't get mm. enough of at the moment? Wow. Uh, you know what? TV shows are forgotten errors. There's like, like shows that are like are hard to get or shows or films that are, are like really, really hard to get hold of. It's almost like a vintage, almost like a vintage channel. So like, right. like on okay. a music channel, there's a... a yeah, basically, like on music channel, there's a channel called the Vintage Channel, and it just plays like you know doesn't play your your standard music that you might have got like in the '90s or the 2000s or now, the '60s and you know things like that. I would like that, um, like because I remember even even you were saying the other day, Jay, when you were trying, you were, I think you were trying to find the I can't remember what it was, but and I, and I was like, okay, let's try and showbox, and it was like, listen, like some of these films are really hard to find, so like Ninja and the Dragons Den or like you know. Any any kung fu flick, you know, from from our era, you know. So so the things that like I remember watching um a YouTube um little story or little YouTube something this week, and they were talking about the Garbage Pail movie. I don't know if you remember where that film came out in the in the, in the eighties. That's a film Sorry, that I never got to see because I wasn't. A... Richard, you broke up a little bit. Was that the Garbage Pail Kids? You said. Garbage Pail Kids movie. Do you, do you remember that movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, see, I, I, ne I never got a chance to see it because, like, I just wasn't allowed because it was meant to be, like, really, really vile and disgusting. But I know that it's very, very hard to get a hold of that film. Well, where you can get these type of things where, you know, it's just easy, easily accessible because, you know, j just because I can. The Fantastic Four movie that was made by Roger Corman in the 90s. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I've, but I've already seen it on VHS, you know. There's, like, there's gems out there. That, that are so hard to get hold of and I, and I think it would be an interesting thing to be like you know just to get things that it doesn't necessarily have to be trash but something that you haven't seen of you know seen of or heard of in years like, there was a lady at work who was telling me about um, a cartoon that she used to watch years ago when she was a kid and she couldn't get it you know she couldn't she couldn't remember anything about it she was trying to describe it to us and we were like okay what is it and she you know she racked her brains for like ages and she managed to find an image 
and it ended up being like G-Force Battle for the Planets, which is like one of my favorite cartoons. But that's a cartoon that's hard to find. You, you, know, you know what I mean? So I think a channel like that would be really, really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of touched on it, but for, for me, my choice would be um, a dedicated uh, channel or streaming service, Netflix style, uh, purely for martial arts movies, but mm. not kind of, you know, because there's there's apps out there at the moment, like I have a, a Roku um, device in my bedroom, um, and that allows you to kind of like st install these third party apps that, that other people have designed, you know, developers have designed and stuff like that and to stream movies. And there is one for, for Kung Fu, it's called Kung Fu Theater or something like that, but it's rubbish. It's really rubbish. Like the they, they don't really have access to the kind of movies that you would want to see. Um, and the user interface is terrible. So for me, what I would want is something that has the, the kind of usability of a Netflix but with, you know, as many Kung Fu movies as, as I want to watch whenever I want to watch them. Um, so until that kind of happens, I think that's why I've, I've kind of kept my, my Kung Fu movie DVD collection. Because until that happens, like, I'm not getting rid of those movies because some of them are just too hard to find um, on, you know, online on, on the Internet. Um, I don't know if there are, you know, problems surrounding rights issues, which is probably the case. There's probably some, you know, legal case that's been being fought in some courtroom in America somewhere for the last 10 years um, where somebody's trying to buy access and, and, and somebody else owns the rights and, and so on and so forth. That's usually the reason why these things happen. But, um, you know, that's what I would love. I would love to see something like that. That that would get my money. Um, they'd be able to take my money anytime with that. So, yeah, that would be the, the dream for me. But, um, yeah, listeners, if you have anything that you would like that isn't out there already, then let us know. Um, as I said, you, I'll let you know how you can get in touch at the end of the show. Okay, guys, um, what are the favorite shows that you're watching at the moment? Because um, I know we're, we're, we were talking earlier about, like, the amount of shows that we're watching. And one of the things of, of being able to stream things is means that you're able to watch multiple things at once so um briefly what are the, the the kind of things that you're really kind of feeling right now um alvin uh, does it have to be new or is it old stuff or um just uh, i would say probably new stuff yeah if you stick to new stuff that would be cool okay uh yeah at the moment i'm not watching any new shows uh i'm, I'm still on kind of like just a generic shit at the moment i've not started anything new i probably won't start anything new until um until the summer. Well, that's that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing new until the summer, pretty much. I mean, nah, because it's like everything's winding down now, isn't it? You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, there's, there's been nothing kind of like really new. Like, I don't think any new stuff is coming for a while. Stuff like Cloak and Dagger and. Um, Runaways and stuff like that, but to be honest, I don't even think I'll get to watch those because it's almost, it's almost too much super, superhero shit now. Mm. You know what I mean? You've got Titans uh, coming because they're doing that now. Um, you got Mega City One coming as well, uh, which I'm Hold looking on. forward to. Mega City One's to... coming. Yeah, mate. They announced it yesterday. So like wow. the game developer Rebellion, they own the rights to 2000 AD in it, and one yeah, of the okay. uh, producers on on Dread now. Uh, they announced that they're doing a, a, a Just Dread Mega City 1 series, and it's kind of like an oh, ensemble gosh. show. But okay. it, it probably won't be coming until like next year or the year after, but everyone wants Carl Urban to be in it. But yeah, from course. the look of the poster that they released, it didn't yeah. It didn't look like it's set in that 
version of yeah. uh, of Judge Dread. It, it seemed like it was kind of more. It looked it looked more like the comic book with like flying cars about and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So who knows? But uh, even if it is different and separate from the films, I'd want Carl Urban to still be in it because yeah. he's a, yeah. he's a wicked Judge Dread. Whatever setting you put him in, I want to see it. I don't care if it's a sequel to the film or not. Mm, mm. Yeah, cool. yeah no, I agree. I agree. Um, Rich, how about you? Is there anything that you've watched recently that you would recommend to people? Um, what are your favorite kind of shows that, that you're watching right now or have just finished watching? Uh, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, Sense8. I, I'm watching season two. If anybody hasn't watched season one, uh, definitely get, I mean, definitely go on it, get on it and give it a go by the Wachowski sisters and J. Michael Straczynski. Um, obviously, the Wachowskis, you know, are known for like The Matrix and uh, quite a few other things. Um, and Straczynski is uh, not only, uh, a, you know, like a book writer, but he's also like done some really, really good, amazing comic book writings as well. Like, so he's done some, he's done some amazing work on Amazing Spider-Man. Um, but yes, but uh, season two, I'm on season two of that, and that's just an amazing show. So. The stuff it deals with, you know, race, uh, business, just society in general, uh, gender, uh, sexuality. Um, it's, it's really, really good, and it's and it's based in all of this done in a sci-fi setting. Um, really, really good. Dear White People is what I'm watching as well, and then I'd recommend. I mean, I've I've watched a movie of it, and I'm currently on this series, and that's a really interesting take on things that have been happening or becoming a lot more relevant uh, due to like just the way how we operate now as as a society with like social media and the internet um, but yeah that that deals with, that deals a lot of race and uh, but done in a very very smart way and don't be fooled by the title people um, they're white people doesn't mean that or we don't want white people to watch it um, it's just a very very smart take on something that was made quite a few years ago but I would I don't want to give too much away, but definitely just go and watch that. And um and then American Gods, obviously based on like the um, amazing book by um by Neil Gaiman, who I think is an underrated author or an author who doesn't really get the claim that he should. And her maybe hopefully this will put him into a push him into the limelight. Although I'm not sure if that's something that he wants, but push him into the limelight for one who that guy who did Game of Thrones, like he's like a star all of a sudden. But I think Gaiman like you know, blows him out of the water. But but the TV show is a really, really good rendition of um of the book so far. So yeah, I'd say those three things. If you haven't started watching them, go and watch them now. Yeah, damn straight. Damn straight. I put together a list of, of things that I can recommend to people because um yeah, I couldn't separate. So um from Netflix uh i would say if you've got a netflix account and you haven't streamed these already get streaming them um house of cards i would recommend um it's political intrigue but it's very very dark um there is a lot of you basically get a sense of how ridiculously ambitious some people are and how far they'll go to achieve their ambitions um i won't say more than that but uh, definitely worth a watch. Um, the Get Down, uh, Richard's favorite show from last year, or one of his most favorite shows from last year, um, mm -hmm. is brilliant. Um, I haven't watched the second part yet, admittedly, but the first part was stupendous. So go go out and watch that if you haven't watched it already. Um, 
Narcos is really good uh, from Netflix as well. It's about uh, the story of Pablo Escobar and his rise and fall. Um, that's an excellent show. Uh, Stranger Things, we, we've talked about Stranger Things loads of times. Um, it's just amazing. Like, there's nothing more to say. Just go and watch it. Um, Orange, and the, Orange is the New Black is a really good show as well. Um, really well done. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was a lot of fun, uh, a lot more fun than I thought it would be, uh, and I've actually really enjoyed it, so uh, go and check that out. Uh, Black Mirror um, from Britain's own Charlie Brooker, brilliant series, um, excellent, excellent series, uh, especially if you want things like Dear White People that are socially relevant in terms of um, the, the times that we live in today. Uh, Black Mirror is is just absolutely perfect for that so watch that um bloodline is um pretty good as well i'm about halfway through season two uh it's a slow burn um but it's worth it it's one of those that pays off big time at the end so stick with it um and check it out uh and then as richard said dear white people um is just a great show hands down uh, so check that out uh on the amazon side um richard already mentioned american gods american gods is beautiful just it is mind-blowing how beautiful that show is to look at how incredible it was it is to watch these performances from these actors um it's just yeah just absolutely fantastic and i hope it's like richard said it's the kind of thing that that sends neil gaiman um, into the stratosphere in terms of um, superstardom and you know he's got a lot of material that he's put out for many many years and and those who are fans of him know you know his work and have been kind of raving about it for a long time and um, finally you know a, a wider audience is getting to see see it through American Gods and it, the show is only two episodes in and it hasn't let us down at all so definitely go check that out uh, Preacher as well is worth a look um, Amazon uh, a really good ad adaptation of, of what is um, you know a seminal uh, comic book series uh, for comic book fans but something that most people thought was impossible to adapt for the TV screen um, or for the movie screen and yet you know, somehow they've managed to pull it off um, and they've done a really good job with it as well. So Preacher is worth a look. And uh, finally, Transparent as well on Amazon, if you haven't seen that, um, is a really, really good show as well. Again, not necessarily the type of show I would have watched um, if I didn't have a streaming service, but I stumbled across it, watched it and loved it. Um, so it's really, really worth checking out. Okay, um, that is it for that, I think. Uh, so let's get on to our audience questions. Um, we did have one audience question that came in from Gabriella. Uh, just bear me a second, guys. I'm going to pull this one up. This was a TV-related question as well. Ah, yeah, here we go. Okay. So, um, Gabriella, hey, Gabriella, how are you? I hope you're well. Um, she said, uh, um, I'll quote, so I'll just read this all out. This is kind of a long one, guys, so um, bear with her. Uh, I have a question. I remember when I just heard the story of it uh, from the Stephen King book. Um, then a few years later, I saw the movie. By that time, even those easy, simple effects had me really terrified. Now new movies and TV shows are using techniques that make your heart jump out from your body. And they're not even horror programs, just simple things like NCIS. Do you think that all these effects, all these uh, things are getting more and more attention and aggressive adverts and movies and shows can be blamed for aggression in the world? Because in my theory, they're making us more aggressive. And in this case, uh, 
if you know the consequences of this power, would you be able to say, okay, I'm done with TV and I won't even turn it on no more, no more cinema or anything. I don't need this aggression in my life. So would you be able to stop watching TV? So basically what she's saying is um, if it was shown to be that, um, you know, the kind of content that is out there, because there is some content out there that deals with um, violence and the violence of, of man against man and uh, deals with some of the, the kind of darker sides of, of humanity. Um, if it was proven that these things had a negative impact on a person, um, would you have any trouble watching them, basically, or would you stop? Um, so who wants to take that first? <laughs> Richard. You're, you're, you're mad. You're, you're crazy. I'll let you guys set the tone for that. <laughs> that, question got me, that question's got me shook. <laughs> um, um, oh, what? The thing is, I mean, like, just speaking off the top of my head, the thing is, you know, you just can't like attribute one thing to to another. Like, so for example, like, if something is proven to be more violent, and you know, and things that you know, you know, due to a TV show or to a movie, I mean, it's always going to depend on what type of context and how it's shown. Mm. You know what I mean? That's number one. And number two, just if you it just if that thing's been gotten rid of, or if you stop watching it or participating in it, doesn't mean that it's not still going to be around. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, just just in case I'm going off topic, like I said, I'm just speaking off the top of my head. But I remember, with, like years ago, I did like a forty days and forty nights thing where I just abstained from from sex, and um, <laughs> and I kid you not, within the first hour of me just watching TV. I, I, it kicked in. I mean, obviously, it was subconsciously, like, you know, it, things just become hard anyway. And I'm not saying that in a literal sense. I'm just saying that, you know, that your, your, your mind is, is setting you up for this 40 days. And I became fully aware of how much sex is actually around me. I was watching, like, music videos, and it was just sex. Adverts, it was sex. Comic books, magazines, like, it was just sex everywhere. So what I'm trying to say is that just getting rid of one thing doesn't, mean it's going to solve the problem especially if it's something that is unfortunate to say inherent in people anyway like you know there's there's good people and there's bad people and there's and there's good people that do bad things stance so you can't blame it on any one particular thing although like you said you know some things can contribute to other people thing bonkers or something bad but it might not if just because you get rid of that doesn't mean that something else might not trigger that, that thing off. That's what I can add to that question. I mean, I'm, maybe I might be able to add any, something else when you guys talk. But, um, I mean, I think that's, that's a pretty much decent when you agree. Okay, cool. Alvin, your turn. Thoughts? Uh, it's, I'd, like the question is a good question to start off with. Um, but um, I'm not a big fan of x equals y or x causes people to do y um just because with there's things that i like like video games for example where people are trying to suggest that and i just i just don't react well to it just because i've partaken in like as a child playing games like mortal kombat but i've never done a fatality on anyone you know what i mean so even if it did affect people 
in a negative kind of way. As long as I'm not one of those people, then I'll still, I'll still watch it. I'll still watch whatever it is that is saying having a negative effect on people. If it's still allowed to exist, and it's not causing me to do any harm or whatever, or have more aggression or anything like that, then I'd have no problem with me watching it and anyone else who's not affected by it still, still watching it or whatever. That's that's my answer. Cool, cool, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it's a really good question. First of all, Gabriella, thank you for asking. Um, it's one of those things that that people have have been kind of toying with and researching for quite a long time. I, I mean, I don't know if you know this, Gabriella, but there's been like a number of studies conducted um, at universities into the effects of um, things like violent images uh, and, you know, violent movies and violent video games and things like that, and the, the effects that they have on, on the human psyche. Um, the evidence uh, and the findings that always comes back are, are always a bit inconclusive um, in a sense that there is some evidence that some people who are perceptible to these types of things and respond to these types of things um, will respond in a negative way um, if they're given the, the you know that kind of, of information uh, but obviously that's not the case for everybody um, for some people you know they're capable of of absorbing many different types of, of information including sort of violent images and, and violent films and things like that and and never have any issue at all with um, separating sort of reality from from fantasy, uh, so it's it's you know it's it's hard to say um, whether you would. I mean, on the one hand, I guess if it happened to somebody I knew, and particularly somebody I cared about, and they were having a negative, you know, they were having a negative response to seeing things and, and hearing things um, in that way, then I guess for me, yeah, that might shape my opinion. Um, I may think differently. Uh, but it fortunately has not happened to anybody that I know about or, or care about. Um, and, you know, as Alvin said, there's there's like lots of examples of people who, who kind of go through life and, and are never bothered by um, these these kinds of things or disturbed by them in a way that that um, outputs itself in, in violence. Uh, that said, um, I do believe that there is uh, a certain amount of responsibility that people should exercise with these things um, in a sense that people need to put violent, you know, movies, TV shows, video games, all of those kind of things into the correct context in, in a sense that whenever you are watching something on TV, you kind of have to understand that this is just TV. This is just uh, some artist's way of explaining and interpreting um, a specific worldview uh, through their, their art. Um, and once you view it through that prism, um, then it doesn't, or I don't think it, it has that, that kind of same impact on you, that same negative impact. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tricky. Would you, <laughs> I said, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if somebody I know was was being badly affected by that maybe I would change my mind and think you know what you need to step back a little bit I mean I'm a big believer in um not in censorship as such but in exercising a said responsibility so for example you know if I had a young child would I be happy for a young child to watch some of the things that I watch um on tv and the answer would be no because 
as much as I'm this child's parent and I am responsible for the the way that they behave and and for the the information they get and how they interpret the information that they get um ultimately you know I I don't want them to be exposed to things that they themselves are not mature enough to understand and to place in in the right context and I think that can be damaging um you know when you do have young people who who are exposed to things that perhaps they shouldn't have been at a point in their lives where you know emotionally and you know from an intelligence point of view they're not mature enough to deal with that so yeah it's you do have to kind of exercise some kind of of, of common sense i think when it comes to these kind of things but yeah that's a good question gabriella I said you, you've stumped all three of us with that one so yeah it's tricky um did anybody want to quickly follow up yeah, I was just going to say, just because that's kind of dark, man. Like, Gabriella, I mean, like, thank you very much for, like, use our brains and everything, but you've, you've kind of put a down on my night, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 damn, like, jeez. <laughs> Jay, you, you did mention that, you know, there's, there's been studies, and I mean, like, we, we've known about, I mean, all three of us have known about these type of things, like, for years. But I'm just going to put something out there. So the people that do these studies and come up with these results, um, Watch, man. That's all I'm gonna say, man. If you sorry, get what I mean, like you, you, you cut off just like who, sorry, so yeah, so like who who? Oh damn it! Like the, I was, I set it up perfectly, and the punchline was just gonna like was gonna raise our spirits, and like I was gonna say like the people who do these who do these um experiments or like these um these studies, and and you know and come up with some form of results as to some of these things and like what's violent and what's not, you know that down to us and helps us know what we're allowed to show and what and not what shows whatever but um those people like who you understand like, like who watches the watchmen because one thing that they may say is you know can can cause problems for for one person uh you know who's to say that that's that's the end all and be all i've always i've always found that 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 very very interesting because it obviously has to come you know for example if you've got like classifications for films or tv did a because of x y and z but then if they know it's been rated given that rating for a particular reason what makes them bother them in a particular way so i've always found those things especially when it comes to different parts of the world of what you're allowed to show and what you what you can't show but i just thought i'd throw it out there just to make things a little bit more difficult <laughs> a topic for another time yeah yeah definitely definitely but gabriella thank you that is an excellent question as said um you know so thank you very much for adding that and if you have a question that you want to give to us then by all means get in touch with us you can uh, reach us via email at uh, wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com um you can send your question in there or if you follow us on social media we'll give you a social media um, shout out um but i'll let you know the the social media uh, contact stuff at the end but let's quickly go to the question of the week as well um so the question of the week this week on social media thank you to everybody who participated in this one um it's great because we always get people uh, who listen along to the show and, and get involved with the question of the week so thank you to all of you um the question this week was what was your favorite tv duo um now i said dastardly and muttley um the hanna-barbera cartoons because i just love them um uh, Rich, you said Father Ted and Dougal, right? Yeah, Father Ted and Dougal. <laughs> They're brilliant. the ones. Yeah, 
I would go. I would go. I would go to church if to, I would go to church specifically for those two. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Church would definitely be more lively with them. But um, <laughs> Alvin, you did, we didn't get one from you. So, what would be your favorite TV duo? Ah, uh, that's such a hard question though, because there's so fucking many, and I don't know whether to go recent or or a bit old. Um. All right. Do you want us to come back to you at the end? I'll read out some of these. Um, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, first of all, uh, got to say big up to the Armstrong gang. They said Hong Kong Fui and Spot. Um, Christina Allegria Williams said Mulder and Scully. Uh, Gambit Twenty Eight said Pinky and the Brain. Um, Orlando Ali is every uh, Orlando Ali every day. Sorry. Uh, said Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Tam the Man said Moss and Roy. Uh, Glenn and Herpod said Martin and Gina. Uh, D33K said Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Uh, Colleen said Emma Swan and Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time. Uh, Taya said Maddie and David from Moonlighting. Uh, James said Starsky oh, wow. and Hutch. And Roxanne said Meredith and Christina from Grey's Anatomy. Mm. And I can't believe no British people said Del Boy Rodney from Only. <laughs> like that, that's you know what? Listen, Josh all you did. Brits who are listening to this, shame on you. Shame on you for not mentioning two pillars of British television, Del Boy and Rodney. That is absolutely outrageous. So yeah, we have to Throw some love to to the old boy Rodney, man. Come on, that's terrible. But um, Alvin, any thoughts? Uh, do you want me to do my comedy one first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. So um, Dean Gaffney on Wellard in it in EastEnders. And a actual serious one. Um, oh, man, yo, I'm gonna have to go Mordecai and Rigby regular show. Cool. Mm. Cool. Cool. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Rich, did you have anybody who responded to that question for you? Yeah, I did. Um, but in response to your, remember what um, Gambit Twenty Eight said about? Um, I think he actually said it wrong. I think you were meant to say Pinky and the Brain, 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 <laughs> brain, brain, Brain. I think that's how it goes. That's how I remember it. Um, Florian, Florian and Gems said uh, Rick and Morty. Cool. Bring up the other one. Uh, I mean, I've, I've still, I haven't seen Rick and Morty, but I've only heard good things about that character. Friend uh, Josh Partner Seven said Tom and Jerry. Oh, classic. Dreamers said Danger Mouse and Penfold, which is a I suppose that's classic. probably the closest thing. Yeah, that's the closest thing we've got to Doorboy and Rodney, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> like, <Danger Yeah>, true. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, Trocell said uh, she would like to say Dean and Sam Winchester, but she reckons it's Dean Winchester and Castiel. And then my favourite, which I'm really surprised um, I didn't think of, uh, DJ Blade said Monkey and Pigsy. Yeah, oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Old school. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Well, as said, thank you, everybody who got involved in the question of the week. We really appreciate it when the listeners get involved and uh, interact with us so um, as you know we'll be doing this as, as an ongoing thing so if you want to get involved with the question of the week then you just need to follow us on social media so uh, 
pop along to uh, Instagram and look for Wulong Talks there and you'll find us. Just follow us and you'll get to join in on the fun. Um, also, don't forget you can catch us on Twitter as well at Wulong Talks and also on Facebook uh, at Wulong Talks also. Okay. Um, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for now, man. We've we've done a good, a good, good, good session here on TV. So hopefully we've given you lots and things to have a look at if you haven't had a look at them already. Um, so yeah, let's kick out, man. Um, Alvin, do you want to uh, say how people can get in touch with you and let them know if you're doing anything with the YouTube channel this week? Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter and what's the other one? Oh, Instagram uh, at Big A85GL. That's the username uh youtube you know what it's like it's been a bit lazy in it because <laughs> just because uh but i will be doing stuff uh eventually uh so yeah you can get links to that from either the twitter or the um or the uh or the instagram i was i almost almost call it facebook i don't know why i do that but yeah whatever cool 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 um rich and you uh, where can people get you at uh, instagram uh on rich reviews twitter rich reviews Obviously, we're on Instagram under Wulong Talks as well, and obviously the website www.wulongtalks.com. Cool. And um, don't forget, listeners, we're also available on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Acast. So if you like what we do, you can follow us on there. Um, just subscribe, uh, share the podcast around if you want to with people who you think might be interested in it um and yeah by all means just give us a shout out man and uh, you know drop us a line give us a tweet send us a little message on uh, instagram you know you can slide up in our dms that's all good we don't mind um yeah come along and, and have a chat with us and let us know what you think about what we do and if there's any things that you want us to cover as well then um yeah let us know all right that'll do it man so Let's say goodnight because I, I need to go and eat, guys. I'm really hungry. I'm eating way too much pizza, you know. I've got another pizza tonight. And that's not good. That's not good. Hmm. I'm never going to get on this healthy eating thing. All right. <laughs> let me say goodnight, people. So, um, Alvin, say goodnight. Night. See you later. Rich Kids, say goodnight. Goodnight. Cool. And I'm out here, people. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Peace. <laughs>